transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island. recorded in an incredibly brilliant fashion by Alan Lomax uh, at Louisiana State Penitentiary. That's a song called No More, My Lord, from Negro Prison Blues. And it opens Make Me an Island. And as you can probably guess from our opening song, it's going to be a little bit different today. Over the last number of days, um, I've been just taking you on a journey that I have been on myself uh, discovering music over the last number of years, definitely within the last decade and specifically the last five or six years. Uh, but my own journey with music began a long time ago and um, and it was uh, through songs. There was no uh, medium for playing music in, in our house in uh, Rathmore and Kerry, but there was uh, a church and there was singing in that church. And it was, I think, uh, on an Easter ceremony uh, when they really kind of went all out and got the choir together. Um, the leader of the church choir at the time was, was an amazing singer called Dick Wiseman. And um, and it was his voice and, and the voice of the choir uh, that first, I think, uh, sort of uh, the spark was lit at that point and, and something set in train after that. It was took me a few more years before I could kind of figure out what actual music was, as in other songs. And then where to get that music uh, was several years down the line. But that's really where it all began. And um, and I think in, in some ways, um, returning to that point uh, to explain the story, I'd like to tell you more parts of the story, and I will over the coming days. 
Uh, but I came back to that point uh, because a couple of years ago, almost two years ago now, uh, a man called Pat Collins, who is, um, I think it's fair to say, one of the country's greatest artists and filmmakers. And um, in this time, when you may have extra time to go check out uh, some films, I would urge you to do so when it comes to Song of Granite in particular, his most recent one, uh, because we, we haven't made many masterpieces, but that certainly is one. And Pat also um, curates the Drimmer League Singing Festival, and he asked me to put together a little set um, in 2018 and uh, to select songs and to explain my choices and selections in front of a live audience in Drimmer League, and I was delighted to do that. And so today's programme is really the text of that uh, amended a little bit to take out all of the Kerry Man in Cork jokes. And uh, I guess, but it is true, of course, you know, I mean, I spent the last number of days trying to explain things about music and music and Kerry for me are, you know, uh, the great loves of my life and both are impossible to explain. You have to hear one and you have to be in the other. And uh, and that's just about it, really. It doesn't stop me trying, of course, and uh, I'm going to keep trying. And uh, on the subject of the playlist for today's show, I won't be telling you the names of the singers and the songs, but you can get a playlist if you send an email to donal at makemeanisland.ie. And the thing is, this whole project of uh, so far has been really a response to uh, what's happening uh, right now in the, in the country and in the wider world. And um, but it will continue in some shape or form after that. And and sending an email to that address is by far the best way of making sure that we can keep in touch directly and keep the conversation going, as it were. So I hope um, this, uh, all of this makes some sense saying it to you today as opposed to in front of the audience in Dremel League. But on that point, I want to uh, dedicate it to Pat and also to the Higgins family uh, from that incredibly beautiful part of the world. A singing voice is the expression of the human being as an instrument and for countless reasons it has a tight connection to our hearts. Every time we are enthralled to a song, we are tapping into something magical and ancient. Our feeling for singing is so deep-rooted, its origins are lost in antiquity and predate the development of spoken language. The human voice is the original musical instrument, and there is no human culture, no matter how remote or isolated, that does not sing. Not only is singing ancient and universal, in primitive cultures it is an important function associated with matters vital to the individual, social group or religion. Songs are paragons of meaning. Recorded sound is scarcely a century old and therefore can only scratch the surface of what we're talking about. But so strong is the golden thread with which singing connects us to our ancestors that the very earliest recordings of tribes made in Africa and elsewhere give us an idea of how primitive man would have sung to invoke his gods with prayers, chants and incantations. <laughs> Oh, 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 
Đấy bắt bắt đấm chết rồi cướp kỳ nào Almost a hundred summers have passed since that song by the Zulu tribe was captured in South Africa and far from diminishing, its power remains steadfast and strong. The exact meaning and nature of the message might be lost in us, but we can appreciate the gravity of the intention and marvel at the strength of its delivery. Our appreciation for sounds we make when we sing has a universality that all other music and indeed other art forms cannot match. Humans sang out their feelings long before they were able to speak their thoughts. The sheer beauty of the experience of a group singing together reminds us of the power of that ancient bond. Is there anything more life-affirming than this harmonious endeavour? When you're part of it, you put your heart in it. It's an unerring reminder that voice is sounding breath, the audible sign of life, the origin of communication. When we sing together, we are somehow closer. Our thoughts, actions and intentions temporarily unified.
In the same way that song predates speech, the communication system we tap into when we sing is somehow beyond language. The part of our soul that a great song stirs is universal. Not being able to fully understand it is no barrier whatsoever to consummately feeling it. Different cultures adopt individual modes of expression to suit their needs, and the art of singing is, therefore, a constantly expanding and evolving medium. There are an infinite number of colours in the rainbow, and the journey to the heart of song is never-ending. That's what makes this voyage of discovery so intoxicating. Highly sophisticated and unique strands of singing practice dot the globe. The world map of song is speckled with incandescent lights. The extraordinarily complex nature of polyphonic singing finds its true expression in the remote hills of Sardinia.
desamore senza sconsolo e mai va se un'ora e d'oro Paghe fortuna denza di Dio. Anni nea, anni nea, anni nea, anni nea. Anni nea, anni nea, anni nea, anni nea. Polyphonic singing of Corsica and neighbouring Sardinia are examples of a singing style that has matured and evolved over a long period of time. But if recorded sound could transport us further back, a thousand summers and a few thousand more, how different would our song sound? It is likely that the earliest singing was individualistic and improvisatory, a simple imitation of the sounds found in nature. Most likely these utterances were, at first, like birdsong, exclamative, not communicative, that is, they came forth from an inner craving of the individual without any thought of any fellow creatures, before we had the slightest notion that such a thing as communicating ideas and feelings to someone else was possible, chances are we were singing. In a world weighed down by meaning, how magical is the idea of melody untethered from intention, liberated from semantics, expression in its purest form, weightless in free association, notes falling like rain on the salty sea. Rock me, so 
of the esteem we hold our songs in is the way we seem to have more recourse to them in times of trouble or danger. When the spoken word is too ominous a weight to bear, song comes in. At moments of heightened emotional resonance or ceremonial importance, we sing with more conviction. By the time Alan Lomax visited the city of Genoa, he had already collected hundreds of working songs. There he encountered something new, however. Before launching their fishing vessels for the day, the Genoese longshoremen were sang out to sea by their loved ones on the shoreline. This song is called The Departure. When you're lost in your worries about what the day holds for those you love, and the mortal fear of no return is in your goodbyes, it sounds like this.
we had the time, we could talk at length about the science behind the evolution of singing, about how objectively the simplest musical instrument is subjectively so infinitely complex, but it still wouldn't even begin to break down the unfathomable mystery of how we react to song. The way we encounter song is unique to every individual. It is here that logic ends and magic takes over. The impact is never the same twice. A song can soothe or stir, depending on the mood of the listener, or their location, or the time of day. In times of trouble, we can seek solace in the same song and repeat hearing something different every time. On joyous occasions, the same is true, only in reverse. Songs are the gunslinging sharpshooters of art, instant triggers for our deepest emotions. The way in which a particular song touches us is outside of any scientific framework. It is truly, deeply, mathematically unmappable. The right song at the right time performs keyhole surgery on our hearts. What language cannot express in words a song can convey instantly in texture and tone. Palpable joy and pain passionately expressed through the medium of song rarely gets lost in translation. So we can sit here in the time of lockdown and be transported to a balmy night in Angola as one man's heartache for true love lost becomes the measure of all our dreams. Thank you. 
So there is no formula for how the molecules move and air changes when a song touches us. How we process singing voices feels innate, pathological, maternal even. Our feeling for song is written into our DNA. How lucky are those among us whose first experience of song came from their mother's mouth? I think of this every time I hear the remarkable recordings Alan Lomax made of Elizabeth Cronin. We often encounter the unexpected in music, but here we come face to face with the familiar. There is something so reassuringly natural about these recordings. Artifice of any sort is entirely absent. This is a woman singing for only the second time into a recording device. She is unperturbed, comfortable in her skin and her own place. A deep soul is laid bare. Dance to your dead ear, dance to your mammy, dance for your dead ear, my heart and pretty child. Dance for your dead ear, dance for your mammy, dance for your dead ear, my heart and pretty child. I'll buy my child a saucepan and I'll buy my child a spoon. I'll buy my child a riding dress and he will go to school. Dance for your daddy, dance for your mommy, dance for your daddy, your pretty child. Cooking and in and cooking and cooking and in and cooking and Cooking and in and cooking and working and it is an inflammation. Do 
The disarming nature of songs sung with such maternal warmth reminds us of the nurturing power of the mother's voice. Words of love between mother and child carry even greater resonance when softly sung than merely spoken. From a starting point of already great depth, our understanding of the music of Nick Drake deepens upon encountering the songs of his mother, Molly Drake. Like Elizabeth Cronin, her singing was essentially for no one but her close family and friends. There is something so revealing in the way the tone of her intensely personal songs seem to have set her beloved son on a new path to the waterfall. In the valley of lost souls, where hymns of the heartbroken are conceived, clearly the blood runs deep. Singing is as individualistic as a fingerprint, and genetics plays a part in its makeup. The thread that ties the voices of Molly and Nick together is made of gold. Voices like theirs make you want to go inside. Of the myriad miraculous things humans are capable of, generating sound waves in the shape of music is surely the finest of all bodily functions. That the soft machine inside us is capable of conjuring such magic is a wondrous thing. The same way the great blue Nile is drawn from a remote source. Every syllable of every song begins with a rush of air from the lungs. Its journey through the vocal cords is where the alchemy occurs. Oh, the blue Nile, I hear you say. And what about the Liffey, incoming like the tide? I'm losing will My hands are soft as cotton gloves Machine has eaten up my job My meaning, my cause Machine with the strength of a hundred men Can't feed and clothe my children Can't greet a sailor coming in Or know of this 
I shovel coal down Spencer's top I took you dear into wedlock You did a bear as a beautiful flock With a rocking machine down on the docks With a rocking machine until it stops Rock 
Songs are intrinsic to a place. People and their actions, hopes, dreams and desires are the basis for all songs. Acts of rebellion in verse and chorus are familiar to our ears. And some are sung with such wit and conviction that the truth contained therein is ring-fenced forever. The building of bridges over troubled waters, the wading in the water and the smuggling of tin. Young when will the night up together to smuggle the tin? Let me right turn there and then, right turn in and right turn in. They'd walked all the day by till the hills they grew raw. Well, they hadn't the comfort of a line in the straw. It'd be right turn there and then, right turn in and right turn in. I'll yokers is calling. Tricks, but the more that the other, the more they're kicked with me. Right toward Ireland, right toward Ireland, right toward the name. The hills they are high by the old bear, she is ten, and my heart lies a trembling for fear she'll give in. With me, right toward Ireland, right toward Ireland, right toward the name. I once had a Rats with me right torn there, man. Right torn in and right torn in. Up came the old sergeant with a laugh and a grin. I'll have ye in a side by his for the stumbling of tin. With me right torn there, man. Right torn in and right torn in. Up came the old sergeant with a laugh and a smile. I'll have ye. Deep as the rivers and meaningful like mountains, songs from a particular place sound best when expelled back into the air from whence they came. Our great singers sing songs for us, about us, and to us. A song to the seals, is it? Go on, John. Sir Granville Bantog tells me that the refrain of this song was actually used recently on an island in the Hebrides by a singer who thereby attracted a quantity of seals to gather round and listen intently to the singing. Yonder a reef, the 
John, you've been listening to Make Me an Island with me, Donald Deneen. No matter how dark it gets, sometimes all it takes is a single song to unlock our emotions and release a damn burst of feelings. It is perhaps no coincidence that the two things which can be cut are keys and songs. Songs and the key of life, they belong together. You sing when you're winning, then sing a little louder when it comes your time to lose. If in doubt, when in doubt, just keep singing.